I can I go off on this? Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> what? It's just disconnected. Oh, did I? <laughs> no, oh. no, you just were quiet. We were sure. What... Right. Well, that was yeah. unfortunate. But you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was good timing. I don't know of any really well done software that doesn't have this concept of like a crunch or a sprint. Uh, to to execute it well, um, and that's because feature creep is real, scope creep is real, and it's really hard to fix it. And I don't understand sort of like a lot of the mentality that people have around people. I, okay, so here's a great example. So I feel like I work pretty hard, and I choose to do it because I really enjoy my job. And I really enjoy the software products I build with my teams that I work with. And like to the outside eye, people consider that crunch. And they're like, oh, like, oh, man, I can't believe your work is doing that to you. But it's like a lot of it I choose to do because I really care and I think it's cool. And I feel that's sort of the culture that's in a lot of incredibly high performing engineering teams and i guess i don't see how that's different in game development and no one's really explained that to me does that mean that i don't believe that they're incredibly unethical practices like no i do like riot seems to be a terrible place to work especially if you're a woman you know ubisoft sorry i i don't think it is different i think like i don't think the act is different i think the difference is it's a lot easier to get people mad about a video game than business software. I, yeah, I, I, you know, you can't be like, do you know what the devs went through for Excel 2015? <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> get out of here. I mean, I've had sex three less times now for having met. But you. like, that's a like that's like an honest question, like reckoning that we just need to have in gaming you know like it's it's fucking hard mm. dude like it's hard to mesh data science ai design graphics into something that's fun you know yeah it's it's yeah to make a game nowadays it, is a feat well, yeah and i think the point is that like and i mean there's a certain amount of like hey we're going to have to cope with a, like a little bit less but it's just like if Shit like Cyber Twenties, you know, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It requires a shit ton of human suffering. I will accept a slightly less good game that doesn't so, require so that human. The only suffering. thing I'm going to ask is if if ninety percent mm-hmm. of the studio is okay with it to deliver this product, are you comfortable purchasing it? Um. So I've right. decided I'm going to purchase it. But like it anyway. hypothetically, uh, like just hypothetically, we've seen how like take a step back and you're just like, okay, ninety percent of the workforce is okay with it. Okay, let's even say seventy five percent. Like seventy five percent are willing to crunch for like six months. They're working seven days a week and they're working mm-hmm. ten to twelve hour days. It's pretty miserable, right? But they they but they are into yeah. it. Does that 
make it a bad workplace? And like that's something I think is really hard to answer. And I think I think it makes it a. I think, uh, like that's the kind of thing, because that that's the whole point. This isn't about uh, CD Projekt Red specifically. It's about Mm. it is about uh, you know largely all game companies that do this, and then incidentally just software that does this. Mm. That like it's just never okay to be doing this, and. Like, I think suggesting the number of people who are happy to do it is, like, talking, is, like, pointing to all of the, and, like, I don't mean this to sound (laughs) degrading, but it's, like, pointing to the house elves (laughs) in Harry Potter and being like, no, see, they super want to be here. They love it. And it's, like, they're, But once you give them some socks, they're out of there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm sure there are Japanese businessmen who love pretending to work for an extra three and a half hours so they don't leave before their boss or whatever. But, like, that doesn't make it healthy. I I love that we're having this discussion because I think it's so fascinating as to, like, just work culture and how we approach our, like, consumer, right? So so you have a Mm. conception I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying you have a conception as to what it means to have a healthy work-life balance, uh, right? Like, that's fair. Like, that's where this is coming from. Like, you're saying mm, that there yeah. is some level of work that is good, um, and there's some level of relaxation that is good, and, and every human should have that. There should be balance uh, in their in their work life. And so you're yeah. saying that there are environments that happen to be incredibly high-performing, but who inherently for better or worse violate that rule as to how you conceive of of work is that fair to say like just so i understand like what you're saying i guess (laughs) okay okay so let me take a step back i think we all agree on this on this podcast that the last of us 2 was a really awesome experience you know i don't know what cyberpunk's like but in terms of gaming and like narrative and a game that enriches the previous game as an experience, like despite what the chuds say, it's pretty incredible <laughs> you don't what they to did, the chuds. right? <laughs> the chuds are the worst, man. But like you know, yeah, it's a great that, game. Like as a as a form of achievement, but they did suffer yeah. for it. And so, you know, without wishing to become like Anne Rand about it, like to what extent do we as a society allow that to occur? And I think we're really at like. I think that's a big problem is there's a lot of it is is self-bred culture within the work environments. Exactly. That's where I was going. So, like, it's nothing that nobody came out and said, like, this is how it's supposed to be. It's like people feed off each other's, like, dick. Like, let's say one code is like, man, (laughs) I don't know if that's, but, like, (laughs) this one code is like, Man, I worked what, on I, I worked on Ellie's backpack physics for ten hours straight yesterday. <laughs> All I did was drink energy drinks and like eat applesauce. And I took one shit break uh-huh. because I had to take these special pills that make me only shit once every four days. And then the guy <laughs> next to him's like, "Yeah, well, I take a shit pill and I microdose on LSD and I do all this other shit." And they just they're just, you know, just, 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 just
I totally hear you, right? And so it's like you have you have like these scenarios where you have really high human achievement bred in a place that is inherently competitive and to the outside eye, right, we're saying that it's incredibly toxic, mm. you know, or it is hard to like, toxicity. You know, like mandate breaks for people who, you know, don't want to take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's so hard, right? But then the the corollary to that is that you get amazing things like The Last of Us Two and presumably Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I just think the and, the people should just be adequately compensated if they're gonna work like yeah, that. Like, they are the like vacation are time after they're done and stuff like that. You, you know, know? Naughty Dog Studios definitely. Are I mean, they big. see, but here's they're the thing: is like, like talking years. about. Talking about CD Pro Red, talking about uh, the fucking Naughty Dog, like, yes, they worked a shit ton and probably properly got paid for that, but that breeds that uh-huh. culture right. more generally mm. to companies that push that same attitude and then can't Deliver. even pay up at the end. Yeah. So you get the awful anxiety and constant, like, being on edge mm-hmm. without oh your checks bounced oh the company folded like oh yeah. the it undersold mm-hmm. so we're cutting everybody's salaries like yeah we can't make that Ellie's backpack uh, game after all yeah, guys that <laughs> exploitation mm-hmm. is enabled by uh, a few yes. doing really well is that your okay so I, I really don't have a report to that because I think it's just really fascinating. Like, I don't know how you solve that mm-hmm. generally. You just you know? pay people to um, consume. I think it's just something to... <laughs> and let people just do what they will. We do. That's what a stimulus <laughs> well, check is. I think it's just... I mean, <laughs> it's just more, more, longer. Wait, no, wait, wait. Matt, 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 Matt. I, I have a question for you guys. So you all saw me, like, we, I was on vacation and I spent two hours in the bathroom during Kevin's bath- <laughs> bachelor party on a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like what? What did you feel for me? Because I don't think I've ever asked. So I'm curious. Like, how did you? Like, what was your perspective? Unfortunate, on that? but it's your job, you know. Okay, so that's one. Uh, it, it felt Kevin, what, what, how like did you feel? alien to me, because um, like I've never yeah. been in a position where that would have even been asked of me, uh, and yeah. so I can't uh-huh. imagine. Uh, like, cause it seemed at the time as if it was a relatively normal thing that, you know, this wasn't like, oh, the extreme meeting at the last second before the product goes live or, you know, something like that. It was mm-hmm. just a meeting you had at that time. Business as usual. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the normalcy of it, uh, I I couldn't even, like, comprehend um, because mm. I worked and way less hours at my previous job, um, than you do regularly, and I hated it. Like every fucking second past forty hours, <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck everything about this." <laughs> and so, like, now I have a job that requires basically zero overtime. <laughs> uh. And I fucking love it. <laughs> and so, um, like, you know, I just, like, I can't even imagine that motivation. 
I guess. I don't know. I'm just so I'm done with work as soon as I fucking mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> clock out. Uh-huh. Work uh-huh. doesn't define who, who I am. Right. And so it's like, how do you cater to those different kinds of people? Like, cause like what you described is exactly what Matt's talking mm. about. Right. The idea that you have these cultures that whether it's one upmanship, which is the way Matt bizarrely equated it to microdosing <laughs> or, you know, just something where it's like, Oh, well, this is how we do it here. Um, this is a normal thing. And you know, we accept it. And like, that's sort of how I feel about my job. Mm. Um, honestly, like I really think that I work on cool stuff. I'm willing to give up part of my personal time um, to do it. And I'm also very well compensated. Yeah. So you're fine fine for you, but it may not be fine for others. It's just finding the right balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think it's so, it's just like to Kevin's point, and I love that he brought this up is that, Games are just so public. Mm. Like everything right. about it is so public. Yeah, like, like an an HR and uh, yeah. an HR for you know Excel is a lot less stressed out than the HR guy for yeah. project you know for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven who just well, and or even or even, or even the guy or even the guy who manages the tweets even the guy who's like the main tweeter has more stress than the Excel XR. <laughs> HR lady like well and what I'm saying is like even like even Excel is like huge mm-hmm. there are so many uh-huh. like fucking you can't even fathom how many developing like mm-hmm. companies oh, exist yeah. for niche software that you will never encounter in your life mm-hmm. that you know uh, oftentimes succumb to the same uh, you know caustic attitude yeah mentality yeah yeah and 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 so like that's where i just think it's so hard because you call it caustic but i call it rewarding and there's some point where it tips from being rewarding to caustic or from caustic to rewarding and i don't know if we have a good answer and i don't know if any one company can ever find that answer i just think it's super fascinating to think about because i just think the things that we demand from our technology and how we demand things to be simplified are actually incredibly complex and oh, yeah. demand a lot of intelligence to, to So, to, son, to design, what would it know? take uh, for that to, like, tip you over? What if one day you go into work and there's a giant hamster wheel and they're like, hey, we got to get this product running and you have to run it. And so you're just in there. So, so I, I can I can give an example of like when something becomes caustic for me is when people become cruel to me or like not forward or catty or high school mm-hmm. or gossipy, um, like passive aggressive. I mm-hmm. can't stand that. So for me, like if, if you are leveraging your failures against me and making stuff up and trying to like one up me in a way that's not about hey, dude, us I'm microdosing. Team, I get really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I have I have willingly given up time outside of my specific job duties to help uh, my current employer because it's like, okay, well, we're part of a team and I want this company to be successful. And the reason why I want this company to be successful is like, one, I do care about the product and the products I'm releasing. But two, um, and, and this is more like, it's part of the equation. I have stopped. Like, I want to do well because I get a huge windfall if it, <laughs> does well mm-hmm. you know uh, and so i am incentivized to to, mm-hmm. to to put in more hours than 
the 40 hours, right? Um, because or you invest in, in the competitor right? and really half-ask it <laughs> at the job you're at now. <laughs> I, that is actually <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that is actually illegal. Um, and so, without wishing to go into specifics, like my new employer will be joining in the new Rose year. One. Um, it's a it's a Bourgeois is a very, very big company with a lot of different decisions. You only see a small, the tip of the iceberg. There are hundreds of thousands of people who work for this company, uh, the Bourgeois uh, LLC. But there are parts of that LLC I would never, ever work for because I either know they're toxic or I believe that they're fundamentally immoral. Um, the part that I've joined, I don't think is the case. I think it actually has a net benefit to the world. So those are two things that I would look at then, like, one is like, am I doing something that's actively good, or at least to the mm-hmm. best of my ability, I can prevent sort of the negative externalities, i.e., the impacts that like that are outside of my job. Yeah, I, I definitely okay. consider that. Uh, but then two, like, do I believe in the management? Do I have a good manager? Do I have a good team? Like, I'm down for working hard, but I want it to yeah, be fair positive. Enough. I don't want it to be like toxic. Um, and then I expect to be well enumerated. Like, I wouldn't do it for forty thousand mm. dollars a year. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's just the the nature of it. Um, and so, like, all those things align in a way that's presumably positive for me. I don't know. I, I'm joining the Rouge One LLC, you know, in January. So I can't say exactly what it's going to be like. But, you know, just given my work hours at my current employer, I, I feel okay mm. with that, right? Um, but I, I, can see, I can see how there are other people like me working in video games. And it's just really odd to read think pieces about, like oh the crunch culture and things like that. It's like well you you're you're a games journalist like without meaning to be cool, <laughs> you don't understand how software development works. You know like that like like the Polygon review of Cyberpunk is, is pretty positive with like, the first impression. Towards the end, it's like but I just don't know how I feel about the ethical constraints of like the crunch culture. And I'm like, that's a weird thing for you to write because what have you released? Like what have you actually done? <clears throat> you know, to to release a piece of software. So how do you know what the challenges? I mean. Were? I've never know, like, sold diamonds, but I can still safely say that you shouldn't use slave children to mine them out of the ground. But, but that's false equivalency. Like, I don't think, I just think that there there's a lot of people like me who willingly do something for the reasons that I've outlined in terms of compensation, um, a belief in the product, and a really strong company culture that you buy into that to the outside observer looks incredibly caustic to Ben's point Hmm. right like that's the thing I don't I don't understand like where where that where that judgment comes from without having like really societal norms Jason Schreier well like Jason Schreier you know he used to be at Kotaku he wrote this book uh, called Blood, Sweat and Pixels he's releasing a sequel I highly recommend it. It really digs into the company, like the like the culture mm. of punch. Um, and I think it is a really great nuanced look at Uncharted Four in um, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which Naughty Dog is you know uh, really well known <laughs> about its crunch culture. We referenced it with uh, yeah. Last of Us Two. Uh, Uncharted Four was a nightmare to build, um, and it caused the exit of Bruce Straley, who was the co-director of uh, the original Last of Us. He was just like, I can't do this anymore, and he left. I think he's out of games. Mm-hmm. It was that bad for him. Um, I mean, like, I don't know how you can look at that and yeah, then be like, like, why do people think this is toxic? 
but I don't, th- I don't know if that's the majority. I don't know, like it's toxic for some portion of the workforce. I agree. But if it really, if it like has to do with what I think is some of the pinnacle of human art, which I would suggest Uncharted 4 and The Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2 are, like, I don't know what that trade-off mm. is, right? Like, I don't know where the line is. And I think it's an incredibly important, incredibly nuanced conversation. I think the biggest problem is honestly something that... The... Well, isn't... Wouldn't the sort of opposite of a game that suffered, like, a reverse crunch culture be Metal Gear Solid 5? I mean... Where it was taking so long to develop that the game... Because they were just taking right. their time on it. I don't know if that was the case. Doom. Let's look Doom. at fucking Half-Life Alex. <laughs> like, that is... Yeah. I, I would hold that up in response to the, you know, human cost of incredible art. I know you haven't gotten to play it, uh, but, like, goddamn... Is that game good? And fucking, I don't think anyone in that company worked on that game for a single second when they didn't want to. And like, when did development it, start? And then, well, we know when it came. Who out. knows? It's all oh, okay. just fucking. It's yeah, it's murky. Valve is a yeah. very strange company. Yeah. Um, and granted, not every company can be Valve and just do whatever <laughs> for a fucking whenever. decade. Uh, off yeah, of their Steam money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. Just take money from the VAT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's literally how it is. Like, It's a flat structure because they can afford yeah. to be flat, um, right? I'm sorry. The only thing I was going to say before Matt interrupted <laughs> me was, um, like, I, I just don't know in terms of, like, where we feel comfortable in terms of like the relationship between art, human work ethic, and then what people choose to do with their time. Um, I, I just think it's, it's hard. And I, and I was going to say that I think the biggest issue is that game companies aren't open and honest about what they're working mm. on and like what the issues are because they're so fucking secretive over nothing. And it causes like all these rumors to spiral out of control. Like that's the really nice thing about um, what, like the, the, the half-life, uh, Alex like development diaries like if you watch them they're like well we tried this and it really didn't like result in a good user experience we had to develop three forms of locomotion so in that game you can teleport you can walk normally and what's the other one um, it's like a scene to scene or something there's like three, um, right, Kevin and Alex? I don't really remember uh, I think it was I think it was like teleported? throw kind of throw a ball nope I got nothing it was teleport yeah. and move Okay, and some other very like slight variation of that now, right? But, but, but like that's like a really nuanced thing to even get mm-hmm. to, right? Like that there are certain types of people who can deal with walking in three D space with it being contiguous, and then they found that there were certain people who couldn't handle it, so they had to have a teleportation type feature, yeah, right, to, to interact with the world. And like you don't know that, right? When you start to set up the game design document for Half Life Alex, it's the same as a dev document in software. Like you don't know what the user is going to experience until you see the user mm. do it. Um, here's an example that like fucked me at, at my current employer. We assumed that people were going to search a certain way using a certain type of keyword, and they just <laughs> didn't. And I was like, wait, but it's so obvious. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you search this way? And they're like, nah, it makes more sense to me this way. 
So we had to like completely reorient our search function and then the search stack as to how people query our software. And it like added two <laughs> months of work. It's like, oh, I wish I knew that, you know, and it's cool for Valve because like they have more money than God and they're like, well, we don't need to tell you yeah. anything, right? Um, but does Naughty Dog have that ability? Does Sony not have a fiduciary duty to like the shareholders and the board people who are like, no, where's our fucking game? And that, that does create a toxic environment, right? So it's like, one, you, you don't have these like discussions as to why certain games fail and like what the feedback is as to why you, it takes more time. Like, I'd love to know for Cyberpunk, like, why was it delayed mm. twice? Like, what happened? Just be open and honest about it. And then maybe yeah. we can be more patient, right? Like, that's the other fucked up thing. Like, all the people who, like, complain about crunch culture are also people who, like, can't wait for the goddamn game. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you know, it, it's so hypocritical. It's like, you know, they, like, are sending death threats, and they're also just like, yeah, but... Neil Fuckman, right, guys? It's like, all right, you know, like what? I don't know that that's coming from, but the same group of people. I don't think the guys. I think the Venn diagram's pretty. I close. don't I, believe I, that. That is not okay. <laughs> the people who are mad about Abby are not generally the people who are mad about Crunch. They might sometimes say they're mad about Crunch because oh, yeah, they want true. you yeah, to yeah, be yeah, mad about no, Abby. No, but I will believe the people <laughs> who are mad about... But they don't actually care. I will yeah. believe, I will no, believe right. people who yeah. are mad about Abby 100% want Cyberpunk to come out now. Those are the same people, yes. definitely. Mm. Yes, I agree with that. That's a Venn diagram I agree with. I'm just saying, like, people who love games, I think, underestimate the level of effort and care it takes to get a good user experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if developers were more open about what it took to make a game, you can correct that mm -hmm. culture. Um, because people don't understand. And when people don't understand, they feel an, a weird obligation to deliver on what's an arbitrary due date beyond the stock list and price. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the only due dates that are really impacting a company as are like financial quarters, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and that's what's driving due dates more than anything. And that's really where crunch comes from. But that could change, right? That could change if you're just saying like, hey, we want to be open and honest about where we are in development. This is the struggles we faced. This is what we need to do. Uh, so just chill the fuck out and we'll still get our profits. Like that's pretty meaningful. I mean, like a lot of this comes back to there's no ethical capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. There's no ethical consumption. <laughs> Uh, we so want more I money than God. Earlier, How do we get it? <laughs> yeah. Said earlier during this whole like spiel that I didn't know what the line is, but like I think we did come to it <laughs> towards the end where it's like it's it's really the fault the of the almighty stock market capitalist dollar. need for Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In stores now. <laughs>